0: Halashing for halas, want to bri or find dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11am, where it's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen show on this cold Tuesday morning. This is Hi FM 101.9, and I am your host Adrian Bagatti. I apologize in advance um, for clearing my throat every now and again. I seem to have picked up a little if you have any comments suggestions questions uh, topics you think we should cover in the show please let us know via telegram on 061-895-1019 you can send us an sms on 34519 sms is all charged at 150 or you can send us an email to on at highfm.com so coming up in today's show i talk about three new i suppose you would call them spices that are found in very modern recipes. For the most part, these are things we do not keep in our cupboards. Um, Although, to be honest, I have two of them. Uh, I've only used the one. The second one I bought on an impulse, and I'm still not sure what to do with it. But during the research for today's show, I did find something. And the third one I'm looking at is something called nutritional yeast, which is very common in vegan and vegetarian foods. I'm also decoding some more cooking and baking terms um, that are found in everyday recipes and the terms today are to chill, combine and cream. I want to also talk about going on self-catering holidays, whether you're kosher or not kosher. These are the kind of things that you do need to find out before you leave because it could get you into trouble while you're on holiday. And then some updates from kosher food departments around the world. Uh, nothing from South Africa this month and the truth is autumn has truly arrived and I know there are a lot of people who, especially my family who love the cold weather I am not one of those so this week I decided to try and share two recipes one of them is a true comfort food it is an unusual take on an old classic and definitely not in my normal budget friendly sh- cooking list Um, So it's only made on a very rare occasion, and it's definitely not for those who want to be on diet. The second one is just a nice, delicious soup that surprised even the mushroom haters in my home. You're listening to H.M. Fressen's show on Tuesday morning, and I am Adrian Bugatti. This is High FM 101.9. What we're going to talk about today, the first one is Kaffir lime leaves, which are also known as Makrut lime leaves. Kaffir limes are a citrus fruit indigenous to the tropical regions of the Indian subcontinent, Southeast Asia and the Philippines. Both the rind and the leaves are very fragrant and give a deep citrus flavor to your cooking. The leaves can be used either dried or fresh or frozen, I have to admit I have only ever found dried and I've never actually been able to find a real kaffir lime to try and use in some cooking. So the Makrut lime leaves are used extensively in the cuisines of southern India and Southeast Asia. Um, The leaves aren't actually eaten, uh, although you probably could, um, but they're added to dishes to give them that like lime flavor. almost like you would add a bay leaf to your cooking. They add a bright, sweet, sour flavor to curries, to fish cakes, to rice like pilafs, to seafood dishes, to soups, stir fries, and vegetables. Um, and it also is a very um, sort of a, a, a versatile uh, type of flavoring, unlike bay leaves. Although I have seen it used in some unusual ways, when you add a few of these leaves to fish or poultry marinades, or you combine it with lemongrass and ginger for an Asian-flavored bouquet garni type thing for soups and stock, it gives it just changes the flavor so beautifully. So, for those who don't know, bouquet garni is usually a set of herbs. So it's usually basil, thyme, rosemary, oregano and some pepper and maybe garlic occasionally in some muslin tied in a bag and dropped into your soup or stew and it's easily removed once the flavor has been imparted. So I'm going to give it a try. Um, I use the kefir lime leaves occasionally in my Shabbos just to give it a slightly different flavor um, from the boring same old same old. The next spice or herb I want to talk about is something called mace. Now, the very first time I heard of this, all I could think about was a medieval, brutal weapon used for harming people. But mace is actually come from the seed covering of a nutmeg. And um, it's dried, and it's even from the tree itself. So it's dried up, and then it can either be ground or broken into bits. So if you do see it... Mine kind of looks, the one I bought, looks almost like pieces of wood woodchip. Um, very similar to broken up pieces of cinnamon coal. And it has a similar flavor to that. Um, it's cinnamon pepper type flavor for the nutmeg. But it's actually sweeter than the nutmeg. Now, the mace comes from a place called the Malukas Islands, which are in Indonesia. And this is probably why we will find mace used majority in Asian, Caribbean, Moroccan cuisines as well as British, Dutch and French cuisines and it's used to flavor curries, fish, meat, pickles, preserves, sausages, stews, vegetables, cheese dishes, cream sauces, soups, custards and souffles. So as you can see this one is another very versatile ingredient that most of us have never used because I discovered that you can make cakes with it, Donuts and other pastries and you can add it to hot chocolate or tropical fruit punches. So I've decided that this Shabbos I'm gonna give it a try in my Shabbos hot chocolate and see what it comes out like. The next ingredient I'm talking about is nutritional yeast. I was stumped when I found this in a recipe. i had never heard of nutritional yeast. i had heard of baker's yeast and brewer's yeast but not nutritional yeast. And now I've since learned that there are a lot of vegan dishes using nutritional yeast Um, and nutritional yeast is a deactivated yeast which means it doesn't rise or you can't use it in breads and stuff like that. Its flakes are used as a flavoring agent more importantly and as a nutritional addition to vegan dishes and it gives it a cheesy creamy nutty flavor to your food so vegans will often use it in place of a cheese. So it's added to grains, legumes, savory sauces, tofu to pasta, vegetables. And then it can be put on your popcorn to give it a cheesy flavor. You can replace it with brewer's yeast if you cannot get nutritional yeast. But just remember that the brewer's yeast has a slightly more bitter flavor than the nutritional yeast. Otherwise, just use plain old parmesan to get the same flavor. You're listening to... The Essent Fresen Show. I am Adrian Bugatti, your host. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bribe or fine dine, this is Essent Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. You're listening to the Essent Fresen Show on High FM 101.9. I'm your host, Adrian Bagati. Our cooking terms for this week are based not only on cooking but also on baking. And the first term is to chill, and this is to place something in the fridge to lower the food's temperature, to cool it down a little bit. Um, we don't normally put hot foods into our fridge, but sometimes you need to, when you're working with something, you need it to be cooled really quickly. You can't wait for it to cool down at room temperature, so you'll put it in the fridge um, If you want it to do really fast and it's not going to damage the recipe, you can stick it in the freezer as well. The next one is to combine. Now, combine, we all think we mostly know that it's just mixing things together. But sometimes when you combine stuff, they'll tell you just to give it a good stir or they'll say combine well. And when they say combine well, you need to make sure that everything is mixed together, that there's no pieces. And this is often with baking when you're incorporating flour and eggs. Um, so if you're making pasta or something like that, you need to make sure that all the egg is mixed into the flour. If you are doing baking or adding, um, mixing spices together, you want to know that it's all evenly, spo- you know, mixed together. So when you're doing a salad or something, you don't want to have, more say cucumber at the bottom and tomato at the top you want it all really well combined and then the last term we're using is to cream and that means to beat until smooth soft and fluffy so we can cream things like butter, and that's the most common use of it for baking Um, but there are other things that can be creamed once again, I just want to remind you that if you've got any recipes or any cooking suggestions or food topics that you think we should cover in this show, please let us know via Telegram on 061-895-1019. You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1.50. Or you can send us an email to onair at chaifm.com. Now, I'm going to cover a few holiday tips. So over the last 29 years or so, I've put together a travel kit for us. It's a special travel kit that sadly hasn't been used as often as we would have liked. In my travel kit are enough utensils, pots, pans, and other things to stock a brand new tiny kitchen. I have milk and meat pots, frying pans, soup ladles, egg lifters, braille utensils, graters, cutting boards, and even a set of par of knives and a chopping board. Um, Yeah. In the beginning, instead of cooking food and taking it with, I um, kind of cooked on holiday. And I have since learned not to do that and instead take lots of cooked food with lots of tinfoil and disposables. So my travel kit kept, kept was kept in three large milk crates. Um, and most of these have now been donated to set up my son's first apartment. So they're gone, lesson learned. Um, They haven't been used in quite a few years. But this year we were gifted with a week away, and it was amazing to get out of the city. Um, We had a great time, slightly long drive, but well worth it. So I had my meal plans in place and became cooking and freezing. And the plan was that the only cooking we were going to do was my husband at the bra. And it's a very good thing that I had this much food organized because the plan was to, org- to do 90% of the cooking at home and then to only have to go to the store to get, replace the milk and to get a few vegetables for the rest of the holiday. Um, the resort from what we could see did have a little store on it and we were just going to grow into the nearest town, you know, to a pick and pay or something to get some milk and fruit and veggies. Do me a favor, always check how far away the nearest town is from where your resort is. Ours turned out to be Harry Smith, and it was an hour away from the resort. And 21 k's of that was on a dirt road, if you could call it a road. The resort store had barely anything in it, and I actually felt sorry for the first time for non-kosher guests, um, because there wasn't a huge selection in the store and what there was, was really expensive. So if you did not come very well prepped and planned and with plenty of food, you were stuck. So here are some tips to remember when you're planning a self-catering holiday. The first is disposables. Plates, knives, cups, forks, spoons, like even serving spoons if you can. because first of all who wants to do washing up while you're on holiday and secondly not all resorts have dishwashers so that is an issue if you're going to use their dishwasher please remember also you may want to take your own dishwashing tablets because they don't supply those Um, but if you have got washing up to do remember please to take dishwashing liquid once again resorts generally you know supply you with this tiny little bottle And don't replenish it. Then, like I said before, check where the nearest town is, find out where is your nearest pick and pay. You don't want to be driving for two hours on holiday just to go get food. Then another thing to remember is tinfoil, lots and lots of tinfoil. If you are kosher like us, um, cashering the oven can be done to a certain extent, but if you're Checking in on a Friday, cleaning the the oven—you don't know when the last person was there. Um, to get it a proper clean before you can kasher is quite difficult. So rather take tons of tin foil. I'm not sure why I thought it was supplied, but it might be that when we were growing up, uh, we went to a place that you know wasn't self catering, and so tea and coffee was in the room. Um, and you, my mother did all the packing, so I always just assumed it came with a hotel room, I think. Um, resort, we were lucky when we got there. I mean, even though I had tea and coffee, we did run out of sugar. Um, our resort had a little complimentary basket, and it had the tea, coffee, sugar, and it had little individual milk portions um, that we could use but we did have to go buy the really expensive sugar from the shop during the holiday because we kind of ran out of that and we ran out of tea bags I really thought that I had packed enough but when you're on holiday you do tend to drink a little bit more than normal so we did go through our tea bags quite quickly another thing to remember is your basic spices of salt and pepper anything can be cooked with salt and pepper but it's never supplied so you get your beautiful salt cellars in the cupboard of the self-catering places, but they're usually empty. And then check, please, we're in COVID at the moment. Check that your chalets are so serviced. Uh, some places have stopped this as it poses a risk to the cleaning staff um, as well as their guests. So our resort sort of sent us a, a message, an SMS, just before we left Joburg to say... Um, First of all, that 21, the last 21 kilometers are dirt road, and the second is that the chalets are no longer self-serviced, uh, are no longer serviced due to COVID, and the third message was that they were having trouble with their tower, um, and so Wi-Fi was a bit of a problem, and not available in the chalets. So just check with that. Um, it turned out that even though they said our chalets were not serviced, on the Wednesday morning, a lady came to clean it, and she made us go wait outside. We sat on the patio while she cleaned our chalet, um, and then we could go back in. As I said before, check your Wi-Fi signal. We got to this resort, and first of all, I am not on a mainstream um, service provider for my cell phone, so that was a bit of a problem. Um, And I couldn't get any SMSs or anything that required airtime because there was no tower out that way. Secondly, um, their Wi-Fi signal, as I said, they were having trouble with their tower. So we could only get Wi-Fi if we were sitting at reception or kind of around the pool area, the bar, the restaurant area, that side. Um, And even then, it was more of a hit and miss type thing. The reception was terrible. Um, so that was why we missed last week's show because I couldn't record because there was no signal and as I said once again how far is the nearest town even though ours was an hour drive it would have taken even longer to get there because of the dirt road that we had to travel the next thing is your weather report now it's all very well for all of us I checked the weather report and thankfully made people pack a jersey. The wearer of the port called for warm weather, so we all had our nice warm weather clothes. What they I didn't check was what the temperature drops to during the night. As soon as the sun went down, we started to freeze, and we did not have enough warm clothing with us. We had a few socks and a couple of jerseys, but nothing like we needed to do. And because uh, they they had said we were then servicing the chalet, we decided not to light the fire in the fireplace, uh, a wood burning fireplace, because I would then be left with a clean up, and they did not supply heaters. Thankfully, they did supply extra blankets. Um, we nearly froze at night; it was so cold. And then, the last thing to do is to check what the activities are and how much they cost we were very lucky the resort we were at the cost of the activities was quite reasonable and didn't cost us overly that much um, and it was a great time to get everybody out of doors hiking, horse riding, kayaking, uh, boat paddling all those kind of things we were on Stagfontein Dam which is one of the largest man-made dams in the country And then you can't take us anywhere. We discovered that the activities director was actually a Jewish man. So that was quite nice, you know, take us everywhere. We're always available. Um, And it was a wonderful holiday, but it did, you know, prove how important it was that we um, plan for our holidays properly, that we take everything into account. And this would apply whether you are kosher, not kosher. It's, you still have to take stuff with. Um, when we were packing the trailer, so we took uh, one of my daughter's friends with us who doesn't keep kosher and had never been away on any kind of adventure like this. And this person was watching us pack a trailer. Now, we, we knew we needed a trailer. There were five of us going in one car for a whole week even suitcases weren't going to fit. Um, But when we started packing my slow cooker um, for Shabbos lunch which already had its meal made and done and milk and tea and coffee and um, I took salad stuff and I had like meals cooked for every night and meat for every day. It was a very small jar and thankfully kosher mayonnaise and it was 30 rand for that jar um, I needed potatoes for the braai we had to get that from the hotel restaurant um, and then they sold it to us in the store because the store didn't have anything like that no fruit or vegetables really and when I wandered around the store I had a look even for the meat if you were going to buy meat there there wasn't exactly a large option um, so that was a, a, quite a thing The hiking trails there were some really good hiking trails um, but not all of them are marked properly and the other thing we have to remember that most of these hotels are coming out of a four or five month lockdown and even longer um, and they haven't really had the money to do proper maintenance but while we were there, they had just started. So we were speaking, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't working yet and it was being repaired. Um, then uh, we we sort of discovered, like, when I looked at the menu of the restaurant to see, like, what kind of things does a restaurant out there offer? One of the things on the menu was pizzas, but we discovered that their pizza oven actually wasn't even working. So um, you would assume they would have taken that off, but they didn't. So you're listening to Aidan Bugatti. This is the and Fresen Show on High FM 101.1. A reminder once again if you've got any suggestions, comments, topics or questions that you think we should cover in the show, please let us know via Telegram on 61 You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand fifty. or you can send us an Email to onair at highfm.com. Now, I was saying I'm going to share some recipes that are, for me, comfort food and, um, just delicious, you know, for this weather. And one of those is the perfect recipe for a really nice, um, Shavuot dinner with a difference. Macaroni and cheese is a very common meal. We all have it, but this one is called indulgent macaroni and cheese, and you can find the recipe on the High FM website after the show. It serves about four to six people and is easily doubled. So I use 500 ml of cream, but you can do half and half, so 250 ml of milk, 250 ml of cream. 250 grams of very strong cheddar cheese if you can get it, 125 grams of Swiss cheese um, whichever one you can find preferably uh, like an Emmentaler type one or a Gruyere. they are very hard to find in kosher so you do need to see what cheeses are available but you do want a fairly, two fairly strong cheeses and one slightly more mild two cloves of garlic crushed, two teaspoons of Dijon mustard one teaspoon of paprika some salt and pepper to taste, 800 grams of bread to cover the dish and also some parmesan to cover the dish. Now you can change the parmesan by taking some um, garlic and some onion salt and uh, cashew nuts and grinding those up to sprinkle instead of the parmesan. And then you want 400 grams of macaroni che- macaroni cooked al dente according to your package. You're going to bring the cream to boil and then simmer for five minutes. Remove from the heat, adding your cheese and stir that until it's melted. In another bowl, you want to combine your garlic, mustard and paprika into a paste and stir it into the cream and cheese mixture until it is well blended. Season to taste with salt and pepper and then in a casserole dish, you're going to place your macaroni and then pour the cream and cheese sauce over it. Top with your parmesan and breadcrumbs and place under the grill until golden brown. And that is a delicious, perfect um, recipe for Shavuot. When we return, we're going to cover some um, topics on Kashrut, different kosher uh, updates from as far as the U.S. all the way down to Australia. And I will share my second recipe whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bri or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Welcome back. You're listening to the Essen Fresen Show on High FM 101.9, and I'm your host, Adrian Bagatti. Once again, just a reminder that if you've got any comments, suggestions, questions, or topics that you think we should cover in the show, let us know via Telegram 61 895 1019, SMS us on 34519, SMS's are charged at 1 rand 50, or you can send us an email to onair at highfm.com. I'm going to cover some updates from around the world um, in the Kashrut department, and the first one is from the USA, and that is seasons, sardines, and kipper snacks are currently not kosher due to the COVID-19 travel restrictions. Now that's all the notice said. So I'm assuming this means the mashkiach couldn't get to the factory to certify it. Another one from California, um, and that is Napoli kosher pizza in California. And this is to say that it it was under the Hashkacha of the RCC, but it has now been sold and therefore it is no longer kosher. Then from Britain, the British kosher change of kosher status for twining Swiss chocolate drink. Um, this was from their Twitter feed, the Swiss chocolate drink um, in the really Jewish food guide was approved as pareve, but it is now dairy. So please be aware of that for those of you in England. Another update from their Twitter feed is McKay's products have been labelled in area with a KLBD K- 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 logo but they are neither certified nor approved. And the McKay's products that have the incorrect logo are Lemon Curd, Lime Curd, preserved Strawberry and Champagne, and Marmalade Orange and Champagne. Any of these products already purchased with the Kosher logo on may be returned to the retailer for a full refund. And then uh, from the OK, there is Castle Elote Seasoning. So the Kosher Load seasoning foods in New Jersey has used the mistake, had made the mistake of using the OK Parv symbol, um, and instead of the OK DA, which is dairy, as the ingredient list does um, state that there is dairy in it, it is a certified dairy product, and corrective actions are being taken. Then Australia. Uh, this was from the Kushrit Authority of Australia, um, from their web, uh, Facebook page. And that is Barista Home Blend Almond Milk. The KA advises this product is acceptable if the production date is after the 31st of December 2020 and if the letters INFX appear on the last line of the batch code. Um, and they, they are certified by Kosher Australia and they are dairy. There are no current updates this month from the Beth Den, but from Montreal Kosher, the MK updates, there were two updates and that was one Lieber's mini dill gherkins with lot number 20328-20296 were found to be infested. Please do not use until they have this has been corrected. And then an update for kosher Coca-Cola has launched some new drinks. Caffeine Free Coke Zero, Quebec Maple, and British Columbia Raspberry. Ooh, those both sounds really good. I'd love to try those. And then there are new uh to the market, Remy's Vegetable Crackers, and they are pure. And when I looked at their site it, it showed a few different flavours. Next up is my second recipe and it is a delicious soup for this cold weather. Zucchini pasta and mushroom soup. And this one serves 6 to 8 people. And the ingredients are 15 ml of oil, 250 ml of oh, grams, sorry, of zucchini sliced, so those are baby marrows, a bunch of spring onions, usually about 8 of them, chopped up nicely. Uh, 250 grams of button mushroom, sliced. 15 mils of dried herbs. 2 liters of chicken stock. 100 grams of tomato paste, and one and a half cups of raw macaroni. You're going to heat the oil in a large pot. Um, and just a tip with that once again: if you are using any olive oil, heat the pot first before you put your olive oil in. If you are just using canola oil. It is okay to put the oil in and he- bring it to heat with the pot. Cover, uh, so in, you've heated the oil, you're going to fry your baby Marios or zucchinis, your spring onions and your mushrooms for about three to five minutes. Then you are going to cover them and cook them f- for a further three minutes, just stirring occasionally. Turn down your heat so that you don't burn them. You then add your herbs, your stock, your tomato paste and you bring it to boil, add your macaroni and um, once you add that, it's gonna stop boiling so you wait for it to boil again and you're gonna boil it for another five minutes. Then you're gonna reduce it to a simmer for 10 to 15 minutes until the macaroni is al dente or at the tenderness that you would like. This can be served with pita bread, bagels, a fresh salad, anything you want Um, and what we did discover with this one is that even the people in my house who are not mad about mushrooms quite enjoyed the soup it's not overpowering the tomato with tomato from the tomato paste it just has a really nice delicious flavor and you will find this recipe on the website as well on the Chai FM website after the show if you want to hear, read all about the full trip of our little mini vacation, uh, the week away, then um, you can read the blog post once again, also on the Chai FM website. It's called the Kosher Traveler. Unfortunately, we don't get all the updates for Kosher um, products. So if you find any that is are helpful, please let us know as well. The other thing that I would like to include is one of the things that I do get from the international updates is often allergen recalls and um, food product updates of that kind, Not only the kashrut side but health and safety and um, if you think that that is something useful please let us know. It would be great to get some feedback. Once again, as I've said before, you can let us know anything via Telegram, 61 SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1.50. Or you can send us an email to onair at Uh Just a few things on Shavuot coming up this week. Uh, a lot of people um, do molchik for Shavuot. And I must admit, this year I decided not to focus the show on Shavuot. Um, there is so much out there um, and so many misconceptions. And one of the things is that I don't really do a lot of milk or dairy because I have some lactose intolerant people in the family. So we tend to stick to meat. Now, last year I did cover the Shavuot um program and i did mention that this is more of a hug than it is an actual requirement and what some families actually do is they will have a milk starter they will clear the table they will rinse their mouths and then they will have a meat meal because meat has always been associated with celebrations um, and so for me Um, cheesecake and as much as I love cheesecake it's not something I really do Um, not anymore not since Alan left the country so Alan Bender I need some cheesecake Um, Angelica's cheesecake is also really good and now I see Sandringham Spa has got some beautiful cheesecake so it's going to be wonderful I hope you enjoyed today's show please let me know once again how you found it my name is Adrian Bugatti and I was your host today on the SM Frescent show High FM one oh one point nine.